Hello, and welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out my brand new continuing education online website at vetteamtraining.com, along with all my other blogs, blogs, and podcasts. Today's topic is heavy. Unfortunately, we've had an incident here in the United States, and this isn't the first one, where a veterinary employee lost their life because it seems like, and I don't have the full story, I think we're still trying to figure out what's going on, but on the, the high level view is a client was angry about a bill and ended up shooting this employee. Uh, this employee ended up dying in their mother's arms because it's a family owned hospital. Absolutely tragic. I think it's everybody's worst nightmare. So I think I just wanted to do a podcast about what to do when we're dealing with an exploding client who's getting angrier and angrier and what do we need to do in order to help protect ourselves. And this is that podcast that you wish you never had to do, but um, I think anytime we can get any information out there, it's really important. Now, let me be clear. I am not an authority on de-escalation, but I have worked in this industry for 25 years, and I've actually seen the way that I influence client behavior. And there's been times where I have made angry clients even angrier, and then I have started to figure out how to de-escalate situations. I think getting as many tips and tricks out there is important. And listen, no one has the right to berate, belittle, or bully any member of your hospital team. But the exploding bully, and I call these people the exploding bully. This is the person who isn't just upset about something or maybe even a little ticked off. They're ramping it up and now they're yelling at you and they're yelling at you and they're threatening your staff. When you have that person, that's the exploding bully. And we need to be able to handle that person differently than anyone else. Because if we fail to handle them properly, we could escalate a situation. So first and foremost, recognize this. The exploding bully is the scariest and absolutely the worst of all the clients. You know, the person who says they're money grubbing or that you're only in it for the money, they pale comparatively to the exploding bully. Um, absolutely, they're very quick to anger. They're even faster to become aggressive and threatening. They're impatient. They're arrogant, they're verbally, and sometimes, unfortunately, physically abusive. They will put their needs above absolutely everyone else's. Here's one of the most important takeaways that I learned probably about 10 years into the profession. No matter what you are going to do or what you're going to say, it's not going to be good enough. When you get a client who's verbally screaming at you, that's it. You're done with this conversation. All other clients honestly could end up turning into an exploding bully. Even the person who says you're only in it for the money. If we don't handle that person properly and we push them and push them and keep arguing with them, they could turn into the exploding bully. So recognize that unfortunately some people don't have good emotional intelligence. Uh, again, I've just you know, did, did a webinar for my online continuing education site that um, I talked about emotional intelligence and said, this is a skill that everyone needs in grade school, middle school, high school, and college. Like right now, everyone's struggling with emotional intelligence. The reality is, is once you have that client screaming at you, forget about trying to change their opinion, change their mind, or have them see or understand anything. You can just stop the conversation and I'm gonna give you some tools and tips and tricks 
on ways to manage this person. There is no point to who's right or wrong. You just need to get yourself out of that situation and be as safe as possible. So again, no matter what you do, it's not going to be good enough. This client is now screaming at you. Your only job is to keep yourself safe. So first and foremost, do your best Yoda impersonation. What do I mean that by that? Yoda is a very calm individual, at least on screen he is. Maybe off screen, he's got a completely different persona. But I want you to think about meditative Yoda and really hone in on Yoda. Your role, your only role is to de-escalate the situation to prevent it from worsening. Now, again, if you're dealing with a client who's calling you money grubbing or they're starting to get upset, recognize our goal is always to de-escalate. Our goal is not to prove a point, not to show them that we were right, they were wrong. No, if you're seeing that someone's actually getting upset, your job is to remain polite and calm and always come from a place of kindness. It is hard because innately, every single one of us reacts a little bit differently. And again, I encourage all of us to continuously work on our own emotional intelligence. How we handle the situation is more important than the situation itself. Let's just say we did the worst thing possible. We caused irreparable harm to an animal patient that resulted in their death. How we handle that situation is more important. The animal, unfortunately, is already dead. But if we decide to act out of control or we upset a client even worse, then we're not handling it that situation to the best of our ability. Emotional intelligence is the skill of how we handle our emotions and how we also help to manage other people's emotions. So again, go on an emotional intelligence journey and continuously work to improve yourself. It takes a lot of skill, a lot of Yoda. It takes a lot of Yoda, Yoda that when a client is verbally assaulting you and screaming at you, and listen, if you haven't had a client do that yet, unfortunately, it is the nature of veterinary medicine. Someone at some point is going to probably yell at you. The ability to remain calm and polite and keep saying, I care about your animal, I care about you, is really important. But that's a hard skill. You've got someone screaming at you. And the ability to remain calm and polite, that's a high emotional intelligence. If possible, we want to see if we can move that person into a private area so they can go ahead and blow off steam without upsetting other people if there are other clients in the building. But let me be very clear. If some exploding bullies refuse to move, you're going to have the conversation wherever you they want to have that conversation. I've seen, this is what I've done wrong. I've seen it and I've lived it. I remember having this client, she was literally just screaming at me about how horrible of a practice was. It was, she was going to sue us. And she was in the middle of the waiting room and we had clients coming in and out, but I mean, she was in the middle of the waiting room. So I said to her, I can't have this conversation unless you come into an exam room with me. That's a lie. I mean, I look back and think, Amy, what were you thinking? How do you think that client reacted? She said, I'm not going into exam room. We're going to have this conversation right here. Well, don't worry because young 20 something year old Amy said, well, I can't have the conversation with you until you decide to come in and calm down and come into an exam room with me. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? 
I mean, right there tells you I didn't know what I was doing. That client only ramped it up. Now she's yelling even more because she doesn't care what everybody thinks. This was before cell phones, so I kind of wish someone could get it on a recording. Uh, but again, before cell phones. So if the exploding bully plants their feet and refuses to move, then we're going to discuss the conversation wherever they want to. We're not going to escalate the situation by arguing that they need to move to a different location. Unfortunately, this exploding bully wants to intimidate you. And if they see that it's going to be working, they're probably going to continue to go ahead and ramp it up even more and even get worse. So try to remain as calm and polite as possible. Don't feed into their emotions because you know what you do if you add to emotion, it becomes an even more emotional situation. Again, let me repeat, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong in this situation. Save your energy and focus on reducing the threat. Apologize, they are upset. You are really truly sorry they're upset. Listen, your life would be a lot easier if they weren't just so upset. But you don't need to apologize for anything other than them being upset. So I'm sorry you are so upset. I want to help you and your pet, but I cannot right now because I'm focused on you yelling at me. These sentences have literally been a game changer, at least for me, in terms of de-escalation. Let me repeat that. I am so sorry that you're upset. I want to help you and your pet, but I cannot do so right now because I'm focused on you yelling at me. That's a very accurate statement and saying it calmly, saying it professionally, you know, trying your best to, to do those things in light of verbally getting yelled at is difficult. But again, I want to help you and your pet, but I can't right now because my focus is on you yelling at me. Very true and very strong statements. Be aware of your body language. You know, um, people who talk about de-escalation way more than mine, you know, police officers are trained in de-escalation. Uh, one of the things that they're really trained on is, again, remaining as calm as possible, but also recognize what they're doing with their body language. If you're stepping into the person's personal space, they're more likely to ramp up their anger and get really upset about it. You've already listened to what the issue is and the person's concerns. And I guarantee you probably understand why they're upset. You don't have to keep asking them why they're upset. You probably already have that information. You certainly wait for that person to release their anger. Don't interrupt them. Don't, you know, try to counter. Just literally let them release their anger and their frustration. And then look and maintain appropriate eye contact. Don't get distracted. I saw, I saw this happen with somebody at a front desk. The client's having a conversation. It's getting heated. And the, the, unfortunately, the CSR looked down at their cell phone and swiped away a message. What do you think that client did? They lost it. They were teetering on the edge, but they completely lost it. So certainly just maintain that appropriate eye contact. Again, in, one of the things that they recommend is to nod that you are confirming that you're listening and that you've understood. If you stand there straight and rigid with your fists clenched, or maybe you're hugging yourself, that says, I don't care what you have to say, especially if you have a hard stare at them. Incline your head a little bit, show you're listening. If you tilt your head from one side to another, it actually de-escalates de a lot of situations. So incline your head a little bit, nod to confirm that you're listening and express empathy that you care about them. Just keep repeating, I care about your pet. Fluffy is so wonderful. 
he or she is so cute. You know, they are just simply fantastic. We value you as a client. Shower them with statements so that they hopefully will understand you're trying to come from a place of kindness and caring rather than trying to actually add to the escalation. But remaining calm cannot be understated. And again, recognize what you're doing with your body language. If you're standing above that person, sit down next to them. I guarantee they're probably standing and yelling. Very few people are actually screaming at you um, while at a seated uh, position. But if they are, sit next to them. Um, somebody once told me, get below the person because that helps to de-escalate. If they're standing and there's a chair near you, sit at down, but constantly look up at them because they're going to realize that you're not going to play to that same level that you're putting yourself in a, you know, inferior spot by sitting below them. That actually shows them that, listen, I'm not threatening. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to listen to you. I'm still going to maintain focus. Pros and cons, you know, some people may see it as you're trying to relax too much. So again, maintain a, a control of your body, your facial movements, and again, above all else, try to remain as calm as possible. Now, here's the other point to de-escalating. Do not take physical or verbal threats lightly. If someone threatens any sort of harm against you, your hospital threatens you, says they're going to do X, Y, and Z, you're done. You are done with the conversation. You need to immediately remove yourself, get yourself to a secure location and call the police. Uh, it is 2023 and especially here in the United States, unfortunately, I hate to say this, you need to assume everybody has a gun. That is the unfortunate thing that we are dealing with here in this country. It is absolute epidemic. Um, no, I do not believe more guns is the answer because we have plenty of guns and our gun violence is higher than any other country. In fact, it is one of the highest, including on third world countries. We are ranking number one in the world with gun violence deaths. So um, no, I don't believe that more guns is going to keep your, your practice safe. That is the opposite of probably what's going to happen. So instead, I need you to take every physical and verbal threat very seriously, assume unfortunately they have a weapon and get yourself to a safe location. Now. It's 2023, we've got panic buttons, we have ways to call the police on our smartphones that do not appear to be you know, suspicious to the individual. So I need every hospital owner and hospital manager to come up with a way that your employees can safely push buttons or be able to trigger alarms. You have drugs in your hospitals that unfortunately a lot of people want access to. Every single one of our hospitals should be somehow wired into the local police station so our employees are able to safely and securely press a button and get the police there. So if someone threatens you, even if you think the threat is fake, do not let your perception that, oh, I don't think this person's real about their threat. No, no, no. They're all, assume they are real. That is the safest thing to do. I cannot stress that enough. So if someone threatens you physically, or threatens you verbally, you're going to remove yourself immediately. Just say, excuse me for one minute. You are going to leave, go out the back door, call 911 or whatever your emergency number is and get you and the team to a safe location. I'm sorry, but that is the way it has to be. There is no other option if someone threatens you. If for some reason in this conversation, you don't truly understand what this exploding bully wants, 
make sure you do understand why they're angry or what do they want from you. And so you can always use this phrase, which is what I hear you saying is, which is I'm, this is my understanding of what you were saying. And sometimes we may get it wrong. So putting that phrase also searing that into your brain as well is never a bad idea to say, what I hear you saying is you're upset because X, Y, and Z has occurred, or you're upset because X, Y, and Z has happened. And they'll probably yell at you. Yes, I've told you that a million times. Once again, you've confirmed, you understand why they're upset. You can stop talking. Again, the once someone gets to screaming level, it's just about de-escalating this. And so again, you are yelling at me while I do want to help you. I cannot at this time because my focus is on you yelling at me, at you screaming at me, whatever it is. But again, letting them know that your focus is on them screaming at you, but you do want to help is really important because it basically says, I'm not going to continue with this conversation because unfortunately anything I say or do is not going to go well. I'm just focused on you yelling at me, which is a very clear and accurate statement. So here's the problem with human nature. Human nature dictates that we need to resolve all arguments immediately. And I'm here to tell you that when someone is verbally assaulting you, which is that is what yelling and screaming is, there is no point to continuing the conversation. Unfortunately, it's just going to either spiral out of control, we're gonna go around in circles a million times, or it's not gonna be productive. And so people are often, you know, they wanna put in a lot of energy of resolving it so that we can end on a good note. You don't need to end on a good note. What you need to do is deescalate the situation and you're allowed to end the conversation. You understand why this person is upset, you have already tried to explain yourself at least once, maybe multiple times. At this point, you just need to end the conversation. And so you need to be very clear and direct, but again, calm and polite. And so saying something to the effect of, at this point, I've confirmed why you are upset. And like I've said, I want to help, but my focus is on you yelling at me. This is not productive for either one of us. So I'm going to end the conversation so that we both have a moment to think about what has happened and I'm going to get back to you. This is really important part of the end part of this conversation. I will get back to you and put some timeline in it. I'll get back to you later on today or tomorrow. I'm going to have you go home now and I promise I'll give you a call, but I need to think about what you just said and process this conversation and we'll go from there. You're not gonna continue this conversation. This is where you take a little bit of control back onto you because you do need to control this conversation. Otherwise you're gonna have this person just standing and screaming at you for an umpteen amount of time and you do wanna get them to leave. So you've already explained, again, at this point, I've, I've confirmed while you are upset and while I would like to help you, my focus is on you yelling at me. This is not productive for either one of us. So I'd like to end the conversation and have you go home, but I promise I'm going to contact you. I just need time to process everything you said and think about ways of helping you. That's it. Now, at this point, you've been very clear on the what you're going to be doing. Now, this person could continue to yell at you, but it, honestly, I would just remove yourself. Just say, uh, again, as I've said, 
I would love to reach out to you later on today after I've had time to process this conversation. I don't have anything else further to add. I just need to think about everything you said, but I can't help you right now because my focus is on you yelling at me. What is the person going to do? They might continue to yell at you. They might continue to scream, but if you don't feed into it, that ends the conversation. Just politely walk away. Again, ask them to leave. If they refuse to leave, if they threaten you, yes, you absolutely need to contact law enforcement. So I also want you to be aware of phrases you need to stay away from. And this is probably just one of those good life lessons. It, it definitely applies to the exploding bully. Um, but I also want you to just not use these phrases any point in your life because all they do is serve to escalate the situation. And again, we're focusing on de-escalating. So here are the phrases just in general life lesson. If you could, again, sear those also into your brain. You will, you will have a much more productive conversations with anyone in life if you never use these. So it's don't take it personally. Oh my goodness, don't take it personally. As soon as someone says that, I'm like, oh, I'm taking it personally. Don't be mad, sad, angry. Whenever we tell someone not to have their emotions or not to have their feelings, they're going to ramp it up. No offense, but you're about to offend someone. So don't ever use that, right? Don't get emotional. I can't have you getting emotional. You're being emotional. Stay away from that phrase. The always or never. You always do this. You always make a big deal. You never do that. Oh my gosh, that's a relationship thing right there. Don't use those phrases. That's stupid or ridiculous. Oh my goodness, that is not okay. Definitely don't say that. Um, everyone thinks. Everyone thinks at this clinic you're the worst client. How do you think that's going to go? This could be really terrible. You or I don't care. Whenever you say that you don't care or you assume that the other person doesn't care, it's going to go very terribly for you. Last week, month, year, you said or did. I need you to stay on topic, stay focused on the timeline, which is whatever this event is, which is probably in the most recent day or days. Um, whenever we bring up past things, that never goes well. Um, stay away from the word just you. Anytime you put you in there, as soon as you say the word you, that's very attacking. You did this. You are a, you are making this. Here you go again. You need to calm down. You are exaggerating. I mean, in the history of arguments, have you ever told someone to calm down and they were like, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, you're right, I'm acting a fool. What I'm gonna do is just be really cool and calm now. Thank you so much for pointing out I was acting out of control, so thank you for asking me to calm down. That has never happened, it's never once worked, so don't try it with an angry client. The most important thing is to remember that no one has the right to berate belittle, antagonize, or threaten you or your hospital team. And when you are dealing with someone who is ramping it up and escalating and now yelling and now screaming at you, the reality is, is the conversation is over. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. That person is completely irrational at this point. Once you realize that you can just stop talking, you actually will learn a huge amount in de-escalation. The problem is when someone's attacking us, our human nature is to attack back and to verbally, you know, make sure they truly understand why, you know, they're wrong or why we did everything that we did. They need to understand that we are a great veterinary hospital, yada, yada. 
just as soon as someone starts yelling at you, realize none of that matters. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. It doesn't matter if you wanted to try to get across a certain point and you haven't had an opportunity to do so. As soon as they start yelling, your focus has to be on de-escalating. Look at your body language. Take deep breaths. There's um, a psychologist, a couple psychologists actually term the phrase stop, which stands for literally stop. Take a breath, observe, and proceed. And so what that means is I see a client screaming at me. I'm going to stop talking. Just stop talking the minute they start screaming at you. I want you to take a breath, breathe in. Realize you are okay. That breath will reduce your blood pressure. You might need to take many of them. So take intentional breathing. Observe what they are doing. Keep your mouth shut. Remember, conversation is over. It doesn't matter at this point. De-escalation is the most important thing. From there, you're going to proceed with your thoughts. Remember Yoda. Remember Yoda. Watch what your body language is doing. Don't keep a rigid stance. Tilt your head a little bit. You know, relax your arms as comfortably as possible. Look at them. Nod in agreement that they're yelling at you. You understand exactly why they're upset. If you don't understand, what I hear you saying is, is a wonderful way to clarify. If they are continuing to ramp up and screaming at you, then point out that you cannot function and that is okay to do so calm and polite. I, I hear what you are saying and I care about you and your pet and I want to be able to help you. But right now my focus is on you yelling at me. And in that moment, then if they continue to ramp it up and they're continuing to scream at you, you need to go through the de-escalation conversation, which is I've heard what you have to say. I want to be able to help you. My focus is on you yelling at me. This conversation is not productive for either one of us. I do want to get back to you, but I need time to process everything you said and figure out a way to best help you. I'm going to ask you to leave now so that I can go ahead and think and we can both, you know, figure out next steps. And I, I will get back to you later on today, but I don't have anything else to say. My focus is on just you yelling at me. If they threaten you, if they say they're going to do something, if they say they're, they wish harm on anyone on the practice, if they are screaming at you and threatening you in any sort of way, then just say, excuse me for one minute. I just have to go get a glass of water. I just need to take a quick breath. Call the police immediately. Call law enforcement. Or ideally, if we've put in some security system for the staff. Do not take any physical threat. And above all else, do not escalate yourself. Don't threaten them back. Don't raise your voice. We have to remain as calm and cool as collected as possible. And I'm sorry to tell you this because it's 2023 and we do need to assume every person has a potential gun in the car and has the ability to use that gun on us. Um, it is a really tough conversation to have. I've been lecturing about difficult clients for, oh, probably about eight or nine years. Um, and this entire conversation or podcast that I just did is everything that I've always recommended to people. Uh, but I wanted to put it out there because again, I am not a de-escalation expert by any means. 
Um, but I have studied human communication and behavior, and this is what has worked for me. Once I learned there's no point to yelling back and there's no point to proving my point and making sure this client knows I'm right, I've learned to de-escalate most situations. Am I perfect at it? No, people in human behavior is sporadic and crazy at best, but the best thing that we can do is recognize conversations over as soon as they start yelling. My only goal is to protect myself as well as those around me. And that's it. That's your only goal. Thank you so much for listening. I know this is like a super heavy podcast, especially given uh, the recent events and my heart bleeds for everyone affected and thinking of everybody and um, hoping we can prevent and just stop all these tragedies if we can only gain better emotional intelligence so that we don't resort to violence and we don't resort to screaming at each other and just recognize we all want the same thing. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. We all want to be safe. We all want to be healthy and happy. Um, we just want our lives to be as drama-free as possible. If we can teach kids to be kinder to each other and to have a higher level of emotional intelligence um, and learn communication skills in school and learn how to manage and deal with conflict in a healthy, productive manner, man, I'm telling you, the world, I think, would be a completely different place than it is right now. So I encourage all of you to gain some emotional intelligence, not only of yourself, but learn communication skills for others because it's super important. And again, in the end, we all want the same thing. So be kind to each other, um, be compassionate, have empathy, and above all else, keep being the amazing unicorns you all are. Thank you all for listening. And please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com.